Champs. The 2019 NBA Champs. Sporting news, reviews, and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. It is Friday, the 4th of September, and uh, exciting to be in spring in the nicer weather. And we have a full team back. I felt like it's been a bit since we've all been together. How are you, boys? What's going on? Good man. Uh, plenty of sport ahead. Um, of course, we're in the uh, second footy frenzy, uh, which is a little crazy, um, but good to have plenty of that. Um, we've finally got some news. We're going to get straight into it. The Gabba has been locked in as the grand final venue, um, and it's going to be a night game, which is very interesting too. Um, we were discussing last week if it would clash with Cox Plate, and it does. So. Uh, They've just turned it really into a night game here, so I guess they're trying everything this year. Um, might as well. Uh, exploring options. Um, a lot of people are really upset with the decision, uh, especially Perth fans. <laughs> uh, but I think, uh, well, Queensland are well-deserved after helping out the competition, and uh, it was the only feasible way I would be able to get this final series done. Um, so I think it was a good decision in the end, and... Uh, promoting to a new sporting audience up there. Um, so it'll be interesting how it turns out. My only concern is the finals that are going to be played, if any, at Metricon. The surface is looking terrible. Uh, they need to give that a rest. I know there's still eight games scheduled there uh, without even the last round being announced yet. So we'll see what happens yeah. there. Um, that's my only concern. But how's your week been, boys? Oh, I can't complain. Um, you know, apart from Melbourne City losing, um, it's been all right. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> will analyze that later. It's I mean, it's flat. an unavoidable topic, but uh, yep. Jay, what about you? No, going all right, mate. It's a few positive. I guess Richmond winning on Wednesday was nice. Yep. Um, Nuggets as well winning. That's nice for me as well. So I'm pretty happy at the moment. We're pretty much footy experts. We both called the end of the duck for Adelaide on yes, Tuesday over, before yeah. the game. So. Don't have to tip him ever again. <laughs> it was a bit of relief that uh, they didn't face either of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, also in the news, um, the grand final entertainment. Now, there's been many rumours, uh, but I have, I'm confident, I'm going to play them both today on the show, but Powderfinger and Amy Shark... Uh, could be locked in. Powderfinger and, and Amy Shark. Yeah. Oh, I'm hearing high word that that's happening, and maybe she's going to sing the national anthem. Um, I don't mind that. She, she, she's not a bad artist, not yeah. going to lie. I do not mind a bit of a said high or whatever whatever it is. <laughs> not mind a bit of uh, everybody rise as well. Not bad tunes, mate. Not bad tunes. I've lifted her up in an inflatable boat, but that's another story. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, what? It's a long story. A Hamish and Andy thing. I lifted her up while she sang directly oh, down to me. Were you there? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm not even surprised. I'm not even. I'm not even. Just, just, just keep going, Sam. I'm not surprised. I'm done, man. Uh, anyway, sorry. I just had to. Every time I talk about it, it just comes up. I can't not mention. Just out of random. I lift her up and inflate like, with no context. Context. Yeah, it does sound really creepy when I think about it. Apologies. Uh, All right, that's uh, yeah. Word it better next time, mate. God, sorry, weird sorry. Two uh, I'm gonna get the sport. <laughs> serious, serious hot water here. Not gonna lie, that dude, that got so weird for like two seconds. I haven't had much sleep. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, moving on. Forget that happened. Uh, okay. Oh, this yep. is a uh, interesting. Okay, uh, Aaron Moy moves to Shanghai SIPG FC. Big news. Um, I've really got, surprising. I've got word on that. No, um, no, no, no. There's there's reasoning behind it. Reason. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So just off the top, leaving Brighton, uh, he had a year at Huddersfield, and apparently in the contract uh, there was always a clause for him to exit to China eventually. Uh. I mean, he's not getting too late in his career, um, which is a shame. Um. And maybe he felt he wasn't in the starting lineup, and uh, he just wanted to maybe get some money in before things get too late on in the career, which is. Should I? Uh, sure. Should I interject. Interject. Okay, so what happened was that he was looking for a move. Um, I believe it was to Fulham or um, uh, another one of the Premiership teams. Um, so he was looking to move there because I was on social media yesterday and um, I was just going on my search, like you know when you look up a person's name, and uh, his wife came up on my suggested, um, and it was a picture of him. And I read the post, and it was saying that you know. Our, our plans and our life's been thrown on our heads, on top of our heads, whatever like that. Um, you know, I've got to get used to life as a single parent now and stuff like that. Oh. So I did a bit of researching and a bit of uh, digging and seeing what happened. And it looks like the move was forced on him. So he had no choice but to move to China. Really? Um, yeah. So, so the, it was a... The uh, Shanghai paid less for him than the um, uh, Premier League teams were offering, but they were offering him a higher wage, um, which benefited the club somehow, which made them accept the deal. It's annoying because he's left his uh, he's left his wife with a toddler and a pretty much newborn baby who's only a couple months old on their own in uh, in England. So. He's been forced to move to a foreign country who's, uh, you know, obviously it's one of those deals where you get heavily judged for it. Mm. Um, I, I think we've seen quite a few players, you know, like Iniesta, we've had Hulk, we've had um, Arnautovic move from West Ham to, uh, to Shanghai as well. You know, we've had so many of these players do the same thing and they've been ridiculed for it. It seems to be like the retirement league. <clears throat> yeah, but then, but then again, they're getting shit tons of money for it. So I wouldn't be complaining either. You know, if I was getting 150 grand a week, you know, when I was only getting 70 at Brighton. So I guess that's some sort of constellation, consolation for uh, Aaron Moy, you know, leaving his family and, <clears throat> you know, getting a better paycheck. But I'm pretty sure he kind of thinks I'm kind of thinking the same as him that I'd much rather a lower paycheck than stay with my family. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. it's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's out of his control. It's really annoying. It's like 
the one thing that I immediately thought of as soon as I heard this was the Alex Awobi deal. So he was at training with Arsenal. He finishes training, takes his boots off, has a shower, get changed. Um, the general manager of Arsenal says, we've sold you to Everton. And he's like, what? And he's like, we've just sold you to Everton. Pack your bags, you're leaving now. Had no time to say goodbye to the players. Had no time to say goodbye to the staff, nothing like that. Packed his locker. So the same day he went in for training, same day he got transferred, same day was his last day for the club. Jeez. So football is handled very poorly sometimes. And I feel like on both occasions, it's been handled disgustingly because I don't think either either of these players wanted that situation. And especially for Moy being forced to leave his family and go to a country in Asia, it's it's pretty devastating, if mm. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Mm. I mean... You gotta feel bad for the guy. I don't know the terms of the deal, um, but uh, hopefully it's not too long, and we get to see him back maybe in the Premier League. Or do you think? No, I can't see him getting back. Okay. How old is he again? Thirty, I think. Uh, My only thing with him, I think, in the Premier League, is really fast paced, and I think maybe he doesn't have the pace. Mm. That's required, I like especially him. getting I like older him. in his right. Yeah, I I love him. And I uh, mean, he turns thirty in twelve days. Okay. So, I don't know. I mean, look, the only good thing about us is we might get to see him play Yay, at again. Amy Park mm. for you know the Champions League. That's the only good thing I can see out of this. But I'm pretty right. devastated with this. Okay, moving on. A few other stories before we. Uh, move on. Um, Tony Popovich leaves Perth Glory. Uh, many changes at the few end of the seasons. Thoughts on that? Yep. Good luck to him. You know, great coach. I think he'll uh, inject some good uh, good firepower into the uh, into the um, into the Greek side he's managing. And so, mm. and interesting, a few changes as well to their side. Andrew Naboo. And Nathaniel Atkinson uh, has moved. That's a tough one to take. Yeah, uh, that's a really tough pill to swallow after seeing his passion in the grand final, uh, looking yeah. like he was playing for his heart and his life. Yeah. And uh, bang, deal done. It's been on the cards for a while. I think last last transfer window we expected him to go to Perth, and then he stayed. So. When, okay. when you kind of think about it, you're kind of like, ah, uh, yeah, okay, it's kind of like it was going to happen. And I think he wasn't getting as many starts, I think, uh, his spot over Jamison. But that's the thing, though, that I feel like he would have been in the squad next season. Mm. And I was talking to my mates, and we were like, who starts? Fullbacks, Atkinson and Delbridge, Jammer's on the bench, or Jammer leaves. That, yeah. that was our thoughts, because Atkinson is one of those players who can push up mm. and play wings. And play like a high, like even like a wing back position like that. If you want to play three at the back, so you know, flexible player. And I thought next season he would have been absolutely fantastic because you know, been blooded into a side, spent a full eight weeks in a hub with the boys, getting to know them all, getting the chemistry right again, and bang, straight into a new club full of mm. uh, ex city players who are just garbage. <laughs> it's a shame because uh, he had so much potential and. Uh... Who knows what it could have been? If we win the league next year, he's uh, he's going to be uh, pretty salty. <laughs> uh, so also, Andrew Naboo leaving victory uh, leaves them with questions about their striker. And uh, rumours 
going around. Uh, I mentioned this to Jay before the show. Fawn and Rowley is rumoured to be heading to the victory side, which would be horrible to see. Good. No, good. good. No, you'd, you'd, <laughs> you'd like good. to see him fail there? I mean, you know, I want to just create more chance to, you know, piss off the victory. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he, 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 could, he could have had a great... Uh, could have had a great career here, but uh, he's like, no, nah, I'm past it. So we got a younger, better striker, and I think we're better for it. So you know, catch you later, Bruno. Okay, uh, Eric Mumbert leaves uh, Melbourne City for a League Two side, French League Two side. Uh, that pe- uh, sorry, the City Football Group uh, uh, a part of. Um, it's a shame. Uh, I really liked him. He's bringing something to the club. We didn't get to see with the last coach, um, and I really admired this guy. Uh, so it's a shame he leaves, but he leaves on a happy note, mm. uh, bringing us to our highest ever achievement in the league. And uh, his replacement, Patrick Osnobo, uh, obviously played for the club, uh, been brilliant as an assistant coach, and uh, I think he's going to do very well and fill those shoes very well. It's bittersweet. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's sad to see him leave, but it's fantastic PK is going to get a going to get a gig full-time as coach. Um, I think Eric dared us to dream and, like, gave us hope in what could be, you know, a winning side. And he kind of fired us back up again and brought the culture back to the club, which bounced off onto the fans. Um, you know, there's, there's a real positive energy throughout the fan group on, on pay, like, you know, group pages and stuff like that, and even just in general. So I think... You know, he's done that. He's done a lot good. He's turned the club around from, you know, the other depths that was, uh, that was the um, Joyce era, mm. um, because that that just bloody sucked. Not gonna lie, like that that hurt that whole Joyce era. Um, it changed. We're all happy again, and we're back to uh, what we were before he, before he came to the club. Jay, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think it's it's all right. It had to happen, obviously, um, and I think it's a good thing for the club. They've still got a bunch of good players that we've learned a lot off Eric, and uh, mm. there's no reason why we can't take it one step further next next season, boys. I think this is going to be a good thing for us. Yep, absolutely. Okay, well, we better keep swiftly moving on. We've got some NBA and cricket coming up on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning, that's a new one from Nothing With Thieves. It's time for NBA with Jay and James. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, James. You need to, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, on Wednesday, uh, we saw Boston and uh, the Raptors and Boston have gone two up on the reigning champs, um, which is a bit of a bit of an upset brewing with the way Raptors are playing them. And then also the Nuggets managed to clinch Game Seven against Utah to move to the semifinals in the West. Uh, and then yesterday we had Miami and the Bucks. Miami winning in controversy uh, finish, one sixteen to one four. But now, what a game though! That that last oh, yeah. bit of the game was ridiculous. When uh, went really close. Obviously, um, right the last second on the buzzer, foul on Giannis on Jimmy Butler, sinks uh, them both, which resulted in yeah. two free throws, which Jimmy buckets, of course. Hit both, sealed the game. Um, 
there, I reckon it was a foul. I think uh, Giannis, he made contact with Jimmy Butler after the shot. So no arguments there. Um, but they're also brewing an upset. Obviously, the Bucks were top of uh, the Eastern Conference and overall over the NBA, the best win-loss. So yep. that's a potential upset brewing. And then uh, the other game that yesterday was <laughs> what the Rockets and Game 7, oh, James watched this as well. It was a bloody good... <laughs> Ripper game. There was a... That last bit of the game, that was ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah. There was so much controversy were, going on. If you're not too so acquainted with it, um, we'll, 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 we'll take you through it. Um, so, well, there was uh, um, a second left on the clock. So, they so they brought it up to, I'm pretty sure it was, what, what two points? Um, so, the, uh, the Thunder were down two points to the Rockets. Um if I stand corrected, I'm pretty sure that's the way it is. I'm just reading the um, the game stats and how it came out. Um, so we we spent about five minutes with two seconds left on the clock. Yeah, uh, it was ridiculous. So um, uh, if we take you through it with yeah one second to go, uh, the Thunder take a timeout after um, after Covington makes a free throw um, to put them two up. Um, I'm pretty sure it was two up. Yeah, it was. Um, so then they call a timeout. They go, they go to the halfway and they're like, all right, this is it. They've got to, you know, get the job done. James Harden commits a foul on uh, Chris Paul, which causes big controversy. They spent a lot of time reviewing it. They eventually got the call. Um, uh, they go and take a free throw. Only one, uh, Gilchus, no, it's not Gilchus Alexander. What am I on about? Um, yeah, yeah, here we go. Gal- Danilo Gallinari uh, goes to the free throw line just for one. He doesn't sink it. Could have made then, a point. Then, then they go to the open play, um, and they turn it over as soon as they throw it. So game over. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Good. It was a good series, and uh, absolutely fantastic. Ended that way, but uh, that's uh, sort of set up for the West uh, semis finals. Now, because uh, they're a bit behind the East. The East have already started theirs, but now we've got um, basically, I mean, the Lakers and the Rockets uh, tomorrow, uh, and the Nuggets and the Clippers play later today. So, those yeah. two semis, it's going to be mouth watering, potentially two Lakers, uh, LA teams in the final conference final. And then today, um, after the show, an hour after we finish, um, the Nuggets uh, host the Clippers yeah, um, in game one. And if you're going to watch that, you can see me on the virtual fan wall. Oh, that was all uh, to get the plug across. That was all to get the plug across. Wow. That's why you wanted to be on this. What can bit? I say? Oh, I'm no. just I'm too good. Um, so, yeah, I got tickets to the virtual fan wall. I, I think being Australian helped me helped me there. Um, so, look, it'll be a great game. I think uh, the Nuggets just getting that... Uh, just getting their job done over the Jazz. Um, <clears throat> Jamal Murray. <laughs> this uh, this guy knows how to turn it on. I mean, he only posted 17 points um, for the game. And as well, Nikola Jokic uh, with 30 as well, um, getting f- uh, four and five assists and um, 14 rebounds. So ridiculous play from him. Um, and I think he'll match up quite nicely. Um against the Clippers. Hopefully, uh, Kawhi and Paul George have uh, big games as well because I want this to go to Game 7 as well. 
the NBA has just been a step above this year, I reckon. I've just enjoyed it so much. Yeah, even above all without crowds, uh, always it's still got a lot of energy to oh, it. Yeah, so good. that's what I said uh, any time that I've noticed it. They still manage to keep it up and it doesn't feel that too far distant from not having a crowd. Mm. I mean, having a crowd. Uh, so, yeah, well, it's crazy. We'll have to see how this crazy final series spans out. We're going to quickly move on to cricket. Okay, take I us away. I, I love you, Sam. That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing, Sam. That was. Uh, I really appreciate that. Okay, matches. There's not much going on. It's just England and their boring ass cricket. Um, there's a lot of uh, games on for the T uh, Twenty version of the uh, of the competition. Is there a one day England? test coming up as well? I think I saw that advertised. Um, there's going to be one I'm, days in I'm doing it, yeah. The, yep, in two days, um, we've got the first T20 uh, at the Rose Bowl in Southampton. Yep. Uh, and then I'm doing a lot of scrolling here, and I cannot <laughs> find. Uh, and then the uh, the next one is the day after, so they're getting them done very, very quickly, um, which is good to see. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the, how the Aussies, um, you know, adapt to it. And how they, uh, how they, I don't know, go about this because we're coming, we're coming off an interesting um, summer. But I don't really, I don't really think you can even put the summer into uh, play when you, we've had, you know, uh, what eight months of lockdown now, almost. Um, so you know, it's 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 not really like form based. Um, but you know, the boys are pretty fit. I'm pretty sure. And I think they'll uh, step up to the challenge because England's had quite a few games of cricket in the last uh, in the last few months. Uh, so it'll be good to see. Um, so the first game is at 3 a.m. on um, the fifth, which is uh, Sun Sunday morning, Saturday morning, Saturday morning. Yes, tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, and then Sunday night at 11:15, the second game. And then on the 9th of September at 3am, they've got their last one. And then we kick off the one-dayers on September 11th. Okay. Yep. Exciting stuff. We we're going to get to the AFL next uh, and uh, some more stuff on the show. Of course, we'll talk about the A-League Grand Final. And, of course, the Premier League kicks off, kicks off next weekend. Uh, it's crazy that it's here already. Uh, so all that and more on the sports desk. Uh, but right now, we're going to hear one of the rumoured grand final performers and uh they haven't been together for many years 10 years since they broke up uh, it's powderfinger and this is them now baby i've got you on my mind this is the sports desk powderfinger on the sports desk baby i've got you on my mind and we are talking back afl and we are in the second footy frenzy guys and uh it's been a crazy start already uh, I know we haven't spoken to you, Jay, uh, James, sorry, about Essendon. Yep. Um, you would have been pleased the other day, uh, their win against Hawks. And Joe Danaher with his first game back coming out of the block uh, blocks. Did you see on our live preview, We I've forced myself, I chewed my own uh, um, ego and played the clip for you. I don't know if you saw. No, no I didn't see it. Well, oh. <laughs> oh, no, God, it was almost not even worth it. Um, what have you done now? 
no, so we played that, and we congratulated him, uh, congratulated him on his return and everything. But then the next week came, the next game, and wow, he was nowhere to be seen. He was sitting yeah. on the fence at one point. Man was non-existent. Literally sitting on the fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So that... That was poor. <laughs> it was all new to card uh, articles like, oh, has this guy come back and saved Essendon for a finals place? Uh, and, no. Well, no. No. I'm not even hopeful for finals, not going to lie. Being an Essendon supporter, you've got to fill yourself with a, a lot of uh, realisation that uh, it's not going to happen. And it didn't. So, yeah. Yep, I had to swallow the hard pill last weekend against Collingwood, uh, which made for an awful Sunday. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's still chances for the Blues, but it's very, very hard. We have to win every single game home and uh, hope that the uh, few other teams miss points as well. So, extremely difficult. Um, but I still want to... I prepared this joke last week, and you went on the show last week. Oh, so. God. Uh, I thought I got to do it today. Go on. Well, I still can. <laughs> uh, I've got this one piece of memorabilia, and I thought um, you should see it, James. Um, I'll spare you this time around, Jay. Oh God, uh, what is it? This is a footy record. Yep, it's a footy record. Yep, this is a footy record. Yep, got it. Um, yep. I know this is a very visual thing, but uh, <laughs> yep, no, it's footy record. Uh, I pulled yep. it out of my cupboard. Yep. And the date on it says September 11, 2011. Does that date ring a bell? Can you not? <laughs> oh, no. Can you not? Just, you know what? Go. Just have your moment of glory. <laughs> have it. Go. It's the first elimination final between Carlton and Essendon. From yep. the game. And wow. That was embarrassing. Big away spared me. I had to go through it too, Sam. Uh, sorry, James. I, don't, I didn't have a record from the Richmond game. I didn't go to that one, but I went to that one. Yep. Not happy. <laughs> You've just uh, pissed me off for the whole show. Sorry. And for that, sorry. No, it's fine. It's all good. Relax. It's okay. Cool. Well, we're going to get through the tips that's, now, so uh, I feel like something's oh, coming my way you now. You know what? That's it. That is hit a soft spot. <laughs> okay. It's all right. right. It's okay. Oh, good, breathe. We'll keep it moving. We'll keep it We're moving. We're fine. We've well done. show tomorrow as well. <laughs> oh, as well. Yeah, oh my God, we do. <laughs> oh, it's the oh footy frenzy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, well done to the Tigers getting a win on Wednesday night. Uh, we get to yeah, see boy. the results of Thursday. Uh, but tonight, it's the Lions and the Pies, 7.50 at the Gabba to end round 14, which is, again, very weird. Um... What do you make of the Lions, Jay and James? I like them. I like the Lions. Um, uh, I think that, um, you know, if well, they're looking like they could, you know, get a grand final at the, you know, playing a grand final at their home ground. Um, I think they're, I think they're quite capable of it, hundred percent. Okay, Jay. Um, yeah, I mean, that game against St Kilda, we saw once again their goal kickings still not fixed. Six, six goals, 14, and only one by two points. So uh, you can't really be doing that against the Pies. They always seem to, you know, find a way. They're not a bad team, the Pies. They, 
obviously coming a win off uh, was it North Melbourne? No, sorry, they played Carlton. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's going to be interesting because uh, yeah, I I think Collingwood, even though they're still undermanned, they can uh, they can give a fight because they obviously are fighting for their life uh, for the eight as well. I mean, just sort of hanging on by uh, six points to the Giants. So um, I think it'll be a good game. I think it's really hard to tip. Yeah, I did like the idea of uh, Collingwood maybe falling out of the eighth, but I don't think that's going to be a thing now. I think uh, even with all the injuries and all their outs, they're still a really good side and uh, hard to contend with. Um, is Chris Main playing? I don't think so. That knock from Cripps really knocked him. He's flattening. Flattening. Um, I'm not sure the ins and outs on that one. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to have to be confident in the Lions here. Um, they're a hard club to dislike. Um, so hopefully they should, get the, they should get it done at their home. Have they played too many games at their home this season? I don't think they've played there in recent weeks. I think more uh, opposition has played there than them. I've looked. <laughs> you know about Brisbane? Yeah. Yeah, I think they well, they played last week together, and then they played Metricon. Then they played the Gabba against the Dogs. Metricon against Richmond, uh, Metricon against the Dons. So they've pretty much been going around between Gold Coast and yep. Brisbane. Okay. Um, and obviously the grand final is going to be the Gabba, so... Um, well, lots of teams will be trying to make uh, their best performances on that ground. I think I'm going to tip the Lions, yep. Uh, tip it enough, so Collingwood. Really? Okay. Yeah. James? I'm, all, uh, I'm going Collingwood. Collingwood. Okay, moving on to round 15. Wow. Yep. It is moving along. Uh, North Melbourne and Port Adelaide at 7.40 at Metricon. Of course, North coming off a a bye, not playing in the midweek. Um, but previously to that, whew, horrible performance against Gold Coast. They were demolished. Um, and just going to flat out say it now. I think they're going to maybe bounce back. After playing that horrible game, but it's nowhere going to be enough to stop Port Adelaide. So, Port Adelaide for me. Yeah, I think Port should be comfortable here. No worries. Even at, in uh, in the Gold Coast, I'll be fine. Mm. Uh, Real shock here, North. Um, this season. Thoroughly disappointing for those fans. I'm not going Port. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sunday, St Kilda and Hawthorne kick off the first match at 1.05pm at Metricon. Um, Hawks, of course, turning a game on their head uh, last time they played out. Uh, of course, Let's against the against Bombers. The Crows, uh... Oh, and of course, yes, Crows' first win against uh, Hawthorne. Which me and Jay <laughs> were on the money that day. After they choked against Essendon, you'd think they'd come out and do something and yeah. they lose to the team yeah. hasn't won a game. I mean, you can't really tip them for the rest of the season with those two performances. And um, I was just reading too, Matthew uh, Nix, who is the uh, Adelaide coach, mm. is the first coach ever to get their first win against Alistair Clarkson. Yeah. So, very interesting that. Um, I think St Kilda really want to be uh, trying to save their spot so they don't fall out, and uh, I think that'll be they'll be too strong for Hawthorne. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Geelong and Essendon, three thirty-five p.m. at the Gabba. 
Uh, very interesting. Geelong uh, in pretty good form, uh, fighting for a top four spot. Uh, they're currently second, are they? Or close to yep. it? Oh, no, they're third. Third. Uh, yep. Um, so I think, uh, I don't know, unless Essendon can pull something crazy, but uh, uh, I think I'm going to stick with Geelong. Geelong have been kind of the team for the last few years, especially last year, where they've just been on the outer rim of it, but I think this year. It's this, coming. This year the Geelong train is... No. What are you saying? No. It's coming. What's coming? It's coming. Are you eating? The dons are coming. The dons are coming. The dons are coming. <laughs> it's happening. I don't know what you guys are on about, but it's happening now. Are they? Absolutely. 100% we're going to win this. Are you kidding? All right. Tell me why. <laughs> why? Okay, so we've got a man. I don't know if you know his name. It's called Joe Danaher. Yeah, he was a dud last week. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, if, if one good game, one bad game, one good game. Well, good. We're fine. Okay. Zach Merritt's going to be an absolute beast. Dylan Shield's going to be a beast. Andrew McGrath's a god. Um, I think that, you know, uh, Andrew McGrath has the capacity uh, to shut down quite a few of Geelong's key, um, key players. And I think that Michael Hurley is going to be an absolute force in defence. Um, and I 110% think we're going to get the job done, Neil. Really? Yep, 100%. I know Geelong have let You're a, a laugh. few games kind of let slip. Uh, I mean, the Adelaide game, for one, it, I mean, they finished strongly, Geelong, and mm. got that job done. But Adelaide did give them a little push early on. And uh, they lost to the I'm Blue saying, Boys mate. this year. That's what I'm saying. You know, they, they get nervy. I'm and, not... they, and I think they're going to give us a bit of leeway, but then they're going to realise that actually, no, we're not going to, you know, take our foot off the... Um, Foot off the pedal here. I don't. I don't think there's any chance that uh, Geelong are going to win this. Um, James, before we move on, <laughs> yeah. Do you realise Andrew McGrath was on crutches? You know what? That's fine. That's fine. That's just one more player who uh, who's down. That's fine though. We, we, we have we have many many players, and honestly, Jordan Ridley. Oh, you know what? Jordan Ridley makes up for Andrew McGrath 110. percent That guy is just ridiculous. Okay, it's he's gonna he's gonna be ridiculous and amazing like he has been ever since the restart. I'm just so impressed with Ridley and how he's gone about, you know, taking taking that general role, you know, like that um that general in defence. Um, I think I I think he's got the capacity to shut down quite a few players um who are trying to look you know to to, to snag a few goals, um. But yeah, no, I'm confident. I'm confident. Even even with Andrew McGray out, I'm confident. Okay. I, I mean, look, you can't you, you can't uh, you know hack shit on me for being confident. I'm confident. I'm oh, no. confident, man. I've I, I know what I'm talking about, and it's gonna happen. All right. <laughs> we love confidence. That's it. It's all about confidence, baby. I, f- like, I feel uh, like like Ocean Alley said. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like sometimes uh, Jay. James just says this to keep himself sane. He says it to himself to yeah, keep him still going every day. I'll tell you what, <laughs> can you not? Because I'm on a real knife edge here. Yeah, I'll be just sort of pitches up a bit and I'm like, yep. it's, not it's happening. really confident. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, okay. it's we'll hard being an Essendon fan. There it is. There's the hype bit. 
It's hard being a Don's fan. You gotta fill yourself with false hope. I know. Hope. They're just. No, shut up, footy. All right, we move on. We talk about them too long. Being a dead horse here. Yeah, we're going to move on. Gonna gonna cry. <laughs> okay, Bulldogs and the Eagles, 6-10 at Metricon. Very, very interesting game, this one. Uh, Bulldogs, really. Uh, this is the game. Really, it's going to keep them in. The, they lost... Oh, who they play? I'm trying to remember. Geelong. Ah, yes. Uh, they looked like they had that game, the Dogs, and uh, it slipped away, as we are just saying, with Geelong's finishes there. And uh, I think the dogs just slowed down in the end. I think they thought they had it in the bag, and uh, bang, it was swooped away from them. Uh, but really, this is their last last chance, uh, really making finals. I think their run home after that, I think, is too high. At Harden, I think they're going to buy as well. So, um, yeah, interesting. Uh, I, I don't. I think it's going to be a good game, but I think again, Eagles too strong, too strong. Uh, I'm back in the doggies. I yeah, I'm back in the doggies as well. I got a feeling they got okay. they got the obviously they're one of the teams trying to scratch into the eight. So they'd be disappointed by that game last week, giving it to a team um, like Geelong. Um, they can only learn from that. And Eagles aren't doing amazing in their new hub of mm. Queensland. So I think this is the best time to get the Eagles while they're not in Perth. Yeah, I think I think Jay and I are. Uh... Are pretty close here, but I reckon that the dogs will get the job done. I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the dogs can play. And you know, we're tipping them to win. I'm just thinking how they're going to win it. Um, and you know, anyway, if they win it, it's going to be a fantastic game because it's just going to absolutely just you know expose um, West Coast. I think it's going to be a fantastic game if they can uh, keep it competitive. And if they do, they're going to win it. Okay. Monday night, it's the D's and Frio at 7.10 at Kazali Stadium up in uh, Cairns. Uh, very interesting. Uh, of course, Fremantle gave... Uh, oh, they kept missing, didn't they? They gave Tigers a real scare, but uh, just couldn't get it on the scoreboard. Uh, Jay would have been uh, pooping his dax a little bit uh, late in the third. Um, but <laughs> the last quarter was a bit disappointing after all that. Um uh, ran out of gas. Yeah, but uh, I, I like their uh, I like their defensive structure because obviously John Longmuir was a defensive coach at Collingwood, and he sort of brought that into the way the Frio play, and I, I like the way they play in that. Um, I think they they they're very capable of beating Melbourne. Um, and it's hard to tell in neutral stand like Kazali's can't really have an advantage in either team, but I think the Dockers will learn from their game against Richmond and come out against Melbourne and put up an upset. Okay. James? Um, no, I agree with Jay, 100%. Yeah, I think this mm. is going to be a close one. Um, although we have to see Melbourne's result. Uh, I think it's going to be tight, but I think Melbourne will just edge them. I think they've just got that edge. I don't know what it is. Maybe a goal, maybe a point. But mm. <laughs> I think Melbourne are going to get over the line. Tuesday, it's Adelaide and GWS. Adelaide finally getting their first win. Now, do you think this is going to be their first and only win, or do you think they're going to keep it rolling now? 540 oh, at Adelaide Oval. This will be their only win for the next two weeks. Okay. 
Yep. They're uh, going to win this. <clears throat> they're building. Like they, they were always building for a win. They just couldn't do four quarters. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we don't know what the Giants' result is. Um, but I think... I think they can challenge them. I don't think they can win, though, because Giants obviously still have a lot to play for for finals. Yeah, I I think if uh, the Giants were in a more uh, comfortable spot in the eight, they might let this game slip and uh, just be not on edge as much as they are, but because they are competing for finals, Mm. uh, I don't think Adelaide are going to really give them a... They might give them a scare, but uh, I don't think GW is going to be... That slack enough to let that slip. But be interesting to t- see what happens. That's an early game, 5.40. Um, Jay, did we, uh, James, did you get your tip then? Uh, I think you did, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I said uh, the Giants. Uh, 8.10 at Metricon Stadium on Tuesday night. It's the Blues and the Swans. Uh, we get to see the Blues and the Giants play ourselves. Um, but after that second half against Collingwood, um, I'm hoping that they come out on fire. Uh, we'll see the result in the morning. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the only thing is everyone's bagging the blues because we haven't made finals. We've thrown the chances away, but to be honest, they were never a staple to begin with. I mean, I mean, they are in general for most teams, but it was never an expectation this season in their first full season with Teague that we'd be improved that much. I mean, it's hard for any team. I mean, it took a few years for Richmond to get out of their hole. It didn't just happen like that. Um, so, I, 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 I mean, it's possible. It'll be amazing if we can make finals and uh, have a benchmark to go on forward with um, to know that it's possible. Um I just don't know if I see it this year. But very positive signs. And uh, Kane Corns was criticising uh, we've had a failed year. <laughs> of course he does. But uh, I-, I think we've done really well this year. And I think uh, a few fans and other people got caught up in the excitement too much and uh, uh, forget to be reality struck. And that happened with Collingwood in the second half, which is horrible because it's the, the, uh, the big enemy. But... Um, yeah, hopefully they give a crack. Um, Sydney have been up, well, pretty much the bottom end this year. They had a, a lightning win, uh, upset win against GWS a few weeks ago. Um, yep. But I don't know. Could this be the defining game where Papley decides to come to the Blues? <laughs> oh, here you go. You would hope. But, um, <laughs> nah, Carlton should win this. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 100%. All right, Blue Boys. Okay, Wednesday uh, for the final game of round 15. The Lions, I know we just spoke about them for tonight's game. Uh, They face the Suns at 7-10. Suns offer really big confidence-boosting win. Uh, And again, I think they're a young side with uh, energy that we haven't... that uh, really could give a team like Lions a big scare um, in a crucial spot in the top four on the line. Um, I reckon this will be very interesting. I don't think the uh, Lions will get too far ahead in this one. I think Suns are really going to give this a crack. Yeah, as do I. Um, I think that um, I got I got an inkling the Suns are going to win this. I reckon there's going to be a couple upsets this this uh, this round. Yeah, I reckon the same. I think 
they challenged the likes of even Richmond a few weeks ago. So they're uh, they're a team to be you know not taken lightly. I think they can give Brisbane a rattle here. Okay, uh, and. I've been saying it's been round 15, but that was round 16, and the round 16 buys Collingwood and Richmond. And then there's only two weeks of the season. Crazy stuff. Mm. Uh, would have been the first week of finals in normal times this weekend, so crazy. We're almost there, and we're going to see a final series in Queensland, which is going to be very interesting. Uh, yep. And I think the lanes are open for many teams this year, so it be exciting to see how we get to the end. When we come back, uh, we're going to wrap up. We're going to talk about the uh, the A-League Grand Final that happened last Sunday uh, and uh, a few predictions on the Premier League season that's on its way next week. Uh, going to play for you now the other rumoured guest at the AFL Grand Final this year. Uh, I mentioned it this morning, Amy Shark. This is the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Amy Shark on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning, and we are going to wrap up quickly uh, in the final minutes of the show. Uh, the A-League Grand Final, uh, quickly, boys, on Sunday. Look, massive disappointment for Melbourne City, but uh, uh, congratulations to them and uh, amazing effort to is to... Re- I mean, we forget in all the bubble and excitement of the Grand Final that it's a big thing, um, but to play in one is is crazy, even if you don't get the chockies at the end. Uh, that's a big achievement, uh, and uh, finishing second, so that means we're going to be playing Asian Champions League football, which is going to be a crazy thing uh, next possibly. season. Possibly. Oh, well, possibly. Hopefully, Corona goes away. We've got and to qualify. We get to see this. Oh, we've got to qualify. Okay. We have to qualify. <laughs> so um, we have, we've, got a, we've got a qualification match. Okay. Well, hopefully that like goes Bali well. United or something like that. What did you think? Uh, there was a few controversial decisions... Uh, me and Jay actually watched the game together, so <laughs> we were screaming yeah. with each other. But what did you think? We'll start with us with the first one, obviously. Um, I've had a few days to cool down and uh, get a clearer head, so I want to hear your thoughts. The disallowed goal. Mm-hmm. Open the floor. Okay, so... <laughs> don't look, take too long, because we don't have look, much time. Looking at it... But uh, Wales is an offside position, which is a struck in the keeper's view, meaning that mm-hmm. he had no no impact on the play at hand, meaning he was just obstruct- obstructing Redmayne. Yep. Just being a clear inconvenience the whole game, mm-hmm. um, which is fair enough. It's no goal. Okay. That's, you know, it, it's not a goal. If he stayed on side, it would have been a goal, and he would have won the le- we would have won the league. Um, <clears throat> but didn't happen. Bloody sucks. Um, My only thought on that is mm. that he was moving at the time. By the time he had moved out of the way, that's when the shot came across. And So he, he was moving out of the way of the ball. He wasn't moving out of the way of the keeper. And Redmayne, being the good keeper he is, specifically positioned himself so that he'd be obstructed by Wales. Right. So he was playing for it as well. Okay. Just good goalkeeping. Like, simple as that. <sighs> it was such a dagger with the first goal after that. Um, Hurts. And then the second one, the penalty? Well, no pen. I don't, I don't think it was there. No. They were creating too much fuss with that. And then the one towards the end, which... Uh, look, I was saying on the night. <laughs> it should have been, but... Um, in my frustration, but... 
the goal scorer was already on a yellow card, and he lifted his shirt over his head in celebration. <laughs> Should he have been sent off? Um, it is in the rule book. Yeah. The rules say it. He took his top off. Thief is a very controversial word. Yeah. It's, it's, he said uh, it was too harsh, but it's also harsh to take away a goal. That, uh, What's his name? What's his name, Jay? Chris Beef. It's not beef. It's not beef. It's beef. 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 I'm just going to call him beef because that's all he creates. Beef. Roast beef. He's really grinding. (laughs) Well, I'm calling him beef from now on because that's all he's created. He creates beef. (laughs) He does. So that's why I call him beef. Um, (laughs) God, he was just so shit. Not going to lie, man. (laughs) <laughs> Every play, even Neutral said he should never referee a grand final again, which is fair enough. He was disgusting. We should have got the Iranian ref who refereed us in the semifinal. He was so good. Um, yeah, I just... I don't, he said it was too harsh to take him off after they've scored a goal. They've taken away a goal of us on... I mean, we didn't even have VAR towards the end of the season, and this comes in. That's the other thing that stings a little bit, because the goal would have been there. If there was no VAR. But anyway, yeah. we move on. It was impressive effort from Melbourne City. Uh, of course, mentioning this morning, Patrick Asnormo is now a the head manager. Uh, and, you know, I'm sad, but I'm positive at the same time because I don't think we're going to go one anywhere. Thing? Yeah. Can I say one thing? Sure. That going back to the grand final, the, the thing that... See, I, I was pretty content with the whole thing, right? With us losing, I'm like, okay, it just wasn't meant to be. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that triggered me the most was when Atkinson was through on goal, about to shoot on the box. The ball just gets away from him, just just a touch, just a touch, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he fights for the ball, he wins it back, and Chris Beef, yes, Beef, yep. calls a foul. Yeah, he did see that, that That set me off for the rest of the night. Because no way was that a foul in any way, shape, or form. That was winning a clean ball. And yeah. yeah, he got a tiny little stud to the tip of his boot. You're like, it's, oh, it's mm. so, oh, it's so bad. We got shafted. And whether you like it or not, we did. Non-biased, just do that poor, poor call. Mm. That could I- quite possibly have been a goal. Yeah, I really thought towards the end that uh, we were getting really close to a goal um, yeah. and could have gone to extra time. Uh, it almost seemed, we were saying, Jay, during the game, that uh, it almost seemed like we were playing for extra time as well, which I was a bit frustrated with because uh, uh, I just wanted to score as soon as possible. Um, but is what it is, and uh, I'm confident they're going to be back there or close to next year, We're in the yeah. next couple of years. We're not going away. I think uh, this is the start of something big, and maybe we can t- topple over Sydney next year and get to be there in person, hopefully. So, uh, fingers crossed. Well, would you travel to Sydney if there was a grand final? If no yeah. COVID, yes, hundred percent. Handy, handy, yeah, good. Uh, and uh, just before we wrap that up, Premier League predictions. We are close. Next week is the first. Uh, First match day weekend. Uh, congratulations, Arsenal boys, getting the the shield. Let's go. Um, what would be your few predictions this year? Uh, a few transfers over the last couple of weeks. Donny van der Beek as well. Just signed for Man United. Oh, okay. As well. B- big signing for them. 
Messi's on his way, probably, to the uh, Eddie had. He's on the plane now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the sun. Well, just big, quickly with that, yeah. did you hear the um the deal they want to um do with uh CFG? They want Messi. They they want CFG want to sign Messi as just a CFG player. Spend three years at uh, Man City and then two years mm-hmm. at another club. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much being uh, New York City. Yeah. It's good. Um, they can obviously the potential and uh, map yeah. out a way out for his retirement. Uh, yeah. Massive opportunity in uh, just any team. You could sell a million shirts with his name on it. Um, mm-hmm. So big opportunity for them. And then maybe, maybe hopefully the um, uh, the guy that follows me on Twitter <laughs> works for the City Football Group, one of the big head on shows. For some yeah. reason, follows me on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hopefully, maybe the A-League is in a position where maybe we could have him for a season because wouldn't that be amazing to go out week out week in, week out uh, at a stadium here just as in he's in his late stages of his career. Um, that would be a crazy opportunity. But there's probably a million clubs all over the world hoping for the same thing. <laughs> um, but it's been an exciting show, boys. Um, oh, I did say predictions. All right, who's the team that we think's going to pop out of the ranks? Uh this season in the Premier League? Arsenal, top four. Top four, yeah, gee. He's gone straight on go. the hack. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, no no reasons. We just know it. Okay, my prediction is Chelsea will win a trophy. I'm not sure which, but they will win a trophy. Are you going to say Tottenham for a second? No. Oh, by the way, have you been watching the uh, All or Nothing, the Amazon no. Prime series? That no. is good. No, no, no. no. You don't want to? <laughs> Why would I want to watch a Tottenham documentary? <laughs> and no, no, it's funny because they're be crap. <laughs> oh, so it's like, is it like they're, they're getting the piss taken out of them? Um, Some things are when they lose okay. and stuff. It's always funny. I might, I might, I might give it a watch. Just no, it is. Know. To be honest, Mourinho, I never really liked. Uh, one, because he was a United coach at one stage, and that's just make, making me sick in my stomach. Um, but the media make him to be like a jerk, and uh, sure, he's a bit brutal, and but that's just the way he is, and uh, I've actually gained some respect watching this show, appreciating yep. him as a coach, and uh, I mean, he wouldn't have those trophies for nothing. Um, but it is really funny, and it's any insight to a Premier League club like that, it's very interesting. Um, so I'd recommend it if you haven't watched it. Uh, also, very quickly, um, yep. I, I think Everton will go up the ranks as well because they've signed James Rodriguez on a three-year deal. Yeah. Mm, okay. Big deal. All right. Well, that top about... 10. Top 10. That about does it for us on the Sports Test for another week. You can catch the podcast uh, on all podcast platforms. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow on Facebook Live previewing the North and Port Blockbuster. <laughs> And the following round of footy ahead, uh, you can join in the conversation. And the Wednesday beat team will be back on, of course, Wednesday. Who I found out is not a copy of us, but I realised there's a Carlton fan, a Richmond fan, and an Essendon. What are the coincidences? Yep. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, we'll catch you next week. It's been Sam, Jay, and James. <laughs>